You're listening to Mission Lab. Mission Lab. From our living human, Ben Here's our parents, Sean and Camille Brace. Hello, welcome to Mission Lab, episode 79, which is heretofore untitled, but by the time you get a hold of it, you will know the title, but this is remaining untitled because that will hopefully unfold as I process this externally as I go through this episode, but it's, I know something along the lines of Bible studies. That's kind of just the title I have given to it as I have saved this file on my computer. So I'm just going to cut right to the chase. I'm going to try to at least. And the chase is this. And I, and I don't want to, like sometimes on these uh, episodes, we kind of take a false paradigm and we critique it and we say, that's not the way you're supposed to do it. So I don't want to get into that. Well, I've already gotten there probably, so it's useless, but I, I don't want that this episode to be necessarily all about that, but I am going to do it in some way because I'm going to take sort of something that we do and I'm going to critique it, and hopefully by the end, I will present something better, but that's what happens when I kind of am an external processor. I don't come up with these good outlines and, you know have any sense for where I'm going sometimes when I start on my journey, but isn't that kind of like a metaphor for life? Anyway, I digress. Here's the point. So I was at some meetings recently where I was with fellow Seventh-day Adventists. And I know, again, that probably not all of you are Seventh-day Adventists who are listening to this. Some of you are not even Christians who are listening to this which is awesome. But I was at some meetings with some fellow Seventh-day Adventists, and I say specifically Seventh-day Adventists rather than Christian because, one, I've never been anything other than a Seventh-day Adventist, and so it's what's most familiar to me. And, two, I think there are some unique ways of— I know there are some unique ways that we as Seventh-day Adventists talk that— are not shared by other particular Christian denominations. And I, I don't mean that to make it sound like we're strange because I know every community, whether it's Christian or religious or otherwise, every community has its own culture. So I'm not making any sort of profound statement when I say we have unique ways of talking. Uh, but I want to speak specifically to this idea that I hear over and over and over again. It's kind of a traditional way that we think about and we talk about evangelism and I would say uh, mission. Okay, and I've it's like taken me four minutes now to get to the punchline here. But what I hear often articulated is we, when we refer to people 
as, and I'm saying specifically um, about non-Seventh-day Adventists. Many of them are already Christians, which is a whole other story altogether, which we can unpack. And we've talked about it a little bit in a previous episode of uh, something along the lines of, are we trying to make everyone Seventh-day Adventists? Again, boy, I have so many caveats in place. But here's the point. When we talk and refer to other people, and, and this is specifically like in a, I would say, broadly speaking, a discipleship context, we often reduce them to people who are, we're doing Bible studies with. In other words, like, and I, you know, I'm, I'm trying to not be too critical or, or specific, but I often hear other pastors say, oh yeah, my church has 20 Bible studies going right now. Or, you know, I met this person, it was a neighbor, and we started doing Bible studies together. Like, that is on many levels like the the, um, goal towards which we as any good Seventh-day Adventist pastor and or, and I guess I'm going to go here, but I wasn't expecting to. Again, this is how I am. Like, I think of these things as I go, and sometimes that gets me into trouble. But we even have this, like, position within the Seventh-day Adventist church, and I don't think any other denomination that I know of has this position, where this person, the title they have is, quote, Bible worker. That's what they that's what they're that's what they are. That's their job. They are a quote Bible worker. And their basically their singular primary task for which they get paid is to study the Bible with people. Like in some ways, and I don't want to make a connection that is unintended, but uh in some ways that's like kind of like I don't know. You had these people in Jesus' day who were called, quote, scribes. And I know that's not exactly what they were doing, but the point is their singular task was to, like, study and to copy scripture. Um, And so, yeah, like, the reason I bring this up and the reason why, like, as I sat there and as I I heard uh, fellow pastors describe for me, this kind of reality in their churches or um, whatever the case is, I just kind of thought to myself, you know, that's kind of, uh, I don't know, that feels sort of like, it feels empty to me in some ways. And of course, I'm about to explain to you, and maybe some of you who are listening are like, I don't know anything about this. Like, even if you are a, you know, lifelong Seventh-day Adventist, um, you might be thinking, I've never really heard this, or I didn't know people talked like that. But um, if you've spent any time in church leadership, or again, even if you just kind of heard the rhetoric, um, you will perhaps know that this is kind of a phenomenon. And uh, let me, first of all, Get the caveats out of the way. I am extremely 
excited about and passionate about scripture, like the Bible. I love the Bible. I absolutely love reading it. Probably one of the best things I've ever done in my whole life was to read through the whole Bible cover to cover. I've done that twice. I know probably I should do it more, quote unquote, should do it more. Um, but the best, and I've done it twice. Once I did it through like, read it through the whole year, you know, the whole Bible, read it through in a year thing. What was even more impactful to me, more exciting was reading it through in a month. I did that about, I don't know, four or five years ago. That was a wild ride. It was really fun. Um, took I read about two, two to three hours a day, and it was just, yeah, it was like talk about getting a bird's eye view and really seeing the big themes of scripture. But anyway, I love scripture. I love reading from scripture. I love preaching from scripture. If you come to my, hear me teach or preach, like, Hopefully, by God's grace, you will note that everything I share is grounded in Scripture. I'm not at all saying that I have it all figured out or that, you know, I have the perfect interpretation of Scripture. But I love, 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 love the Bible. I love teaching about the Bible. I love reading the Bible. I love studying Scripture with people. I love it all. So I, and I think not only do I love it, but I think it's important that people do need to go deeper in scripture, that people need to fall in love with scripture, that people need to consult with scripture, that when there's questions they have, it's not just I feel, but like going to the Bible and seeing what the Bible says about it. So I, and I believe that we as Christians broadly and as Seventh-day Adventists specifically, like our one of our main tasks is to get people into the Bible, to get people in the scripture, to understand more of what it says, to recognize that there's been a lot of misinterpretation of the Bible and we can help them understand you know, more clearly what it really teaches and so forth. I believe all of that. I think it's critically important. But the problem is, is that we have basically reduced our task as Christians, broadly, Seventh-day Adventists specifically, we have reduced our task to simply getting people familiar with the Bible and helping them understand the Bible and helping them know what the Bible says and helping them know the truth of Scripture. And we have become so... I would say, um, unbalanced. Now, never mind the fact that I think a lot of our study of Scripture is not done in the right way. Like, that's a whole other topic. I think there's, like, we have, if you don't know, we, ha we like, we have a whole industry in the Seventh-day Adventist Church of Bible study lessons. And that's a whole other story. We could talk about whether those are good, bad, or indifferent. But, um... We, so like, yeah, we've, we probably don't even necessarily study scripture from the right paradigm. That's a whole other story. Even if we did though, I, I don't like the reality that we have basically reduced discipleship to the study of the Bible, to Bible studies. And that is like, our singular focus that we, our goal when we meet somebody 
is to get them to do Bible studies. Like again, I think that's going to be a part of the process. And I know that probably most people don't think about it this way. Like they don't consciously think to themselves, all I care about is if that person is reading the Bible and studying the Bible. Like, of course, they want to, to minister to their, you know, to the larger context of their life. But like the language we use shapes the paradigm and the culture that we promote. And so when we speak in such terms, then we inevitably get a very narrow uh, and very narrow missional approach. And kind of the the um, kind of the end result of it all is that we ultimately, Turn, churn out disciples who are very one-dimensional, okay? I'll put it in those terms. Like, they might be biblically knowledgeable, but they that doesn't necessarily mean that they are emotionally rounded, that they are socially rounded, that they are um, uh, physically well-rounded, uh, relationally well-rounded, it doesn't mean that they have high emotional intelligence, their EQ, maybe their BQ, if I could kind of like, uh, uh, if I could kind of make up a term and, and uh, yeah, introduce a, their BQ, their biblical quotient is what is, you know, pretty substantial, but their EQ is not very substantial. So, um, yeah, I just like... Let me put it this way. The goal of evangelism, mission, discipleship, the goal, the ultimate goal is not to get people on board with our biblical paradigm. Okay? Um, and even as, as I say that, I kind of like, I need to clarify. Because even if I say that, it came out wrong. Um, our ultimate goal is not to get people to buy into and subscribe to our um, the biblical information, intellectual information that we're trying to share with them. I, I do think it is to get them to buy into our biblical paradigm because I think the biblical paradigm is much more holistic and integrated than what we have presented it in the past. But that's, you know, again, a whole other kind of discussion. Um, the point is that our ultimate goal is not simply to disciple people or to train people or to teach people and to get them to subscribe to our very narrow definition of biblical truth, okay? That is not the ultimate end goal, okay? That is, that is certainly a part of the process. That is certainly a part of the mission, but it is only one small, tiny facet of it, okay? So what what am I talking about? A positive, like, model of this idea. I would say, and again, you know, I'm, I'm sure some of it is um, terminology or some would be uh, pushing back against me because I'm just saying, you know, you need to say it this way rather than that way. Again, I do think semantics are important insofar as they create culture. Um, and they, and they uh, 
you know, reveal paradigms and, and priorities. Um, I would say that the goal with people is not to get them into quote unquote Bible studies, but to get them into life with us and us into life with them. Like, because if it's just Bible studies, that can be accomplished by me meeting with them once a week for an hour to go over some Bible ideas. But people are more than just mental intellectual beings. They are whole integrated people that need to be discipled emotionally, socially, relationally. Um, I would maybe even, since we're doing the ease at the end politically, and I mean that in the broadest sense of the term, um, again, health, someone, these people need to be like, they're, they're, they are individuals that need to be loved and that they, they need to be discipled in all of those facets of life, which can only be done if we are inviting them into all the facets of life, not just biblically. So like, I just want to get away from looking at people as quote unquote Bible study interest or our church has 20 Bible studies going on. Or again, God bless you if you're a Bible worker. Um, but like, I don't think that that's a good model to have. I mean, I, I know again, Bible workers do so much more than that. And they are, a lot of them are consciously seeking to disciple the whole person. But that's what we're called to do is to like disciple the whole person, not just get them up to speed on biblical knowledge. Um, inevitably, when we refer to somebody as a Bible study interest, we are objectifying them in, in many ways. Um, and again, I know most people who use this terminology don't consciously think about it in these terms, but, um, but yeah, we just like, our terminology betrays what's really going on and it creates a paradigm. It creates a culture. It creates a model. It, 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 uh, you know, creates these models of discipleship that are quite frankly, very narrow and unbalanced. So, um, let's, let's think about it in different terms. Let's think about treating the whole person. And, and even that sounds really clinical. Let's think about just being in life with people. And that's going to take a lot more than having one Bible study for 60 minutes each week. And, uh, okay, we've gotten through those 28 lessons and now we won't, you know, do anything with you anymore after we baptize you. And of course I'm being very, um, probably setting up a straw man here, but, um, yeah, let's just, so let's not think of people as quote unquote Bible studies. Let's think about them as people who are whole, fully dimensional, emotional, psychological, social, relational, intellectual beings that need the Bible to speak into it in all of its dimensions, not just the intellectual, mental dimension. Um, so can I just encourage you to do that? That's pretty much what I want to say. 
and I hope it made sense. And again, I don't um, want to just simply critique something, but let's enter into life with people. That's the bottom line. Let's enter into life, people. Somebody comes to your church, you know, next Sabbath, or somebody comes to your worship gathering, don't just think to yourself, okay, how can I get them into a Bible study? Or um, you meet a neighbor and, okay, how can I start studies with them? Um, as I've said before, the my goal in life is not to figure out a way to invite people into a Bible study. It's not trying to figure out a way to invite them into a church service. My goal is to figure out a way to invite them into life with me. And uh, then, you know, Bible studies are just one of the ways in which I experience life with these people. Does that make sense? Okay, cool. Thanks for listening, guys. We'll catch up with you next time. I don't have any book recommendations for you this week or any other recommendations other than to have a good week and seek to enter into life with people. So thanks for listening. We'll catch up with you next time. Thank you for listening to Mission Lab. Our theme song is Portland Hike by Tiny Music. Additional editing by Chris Ergang. Follow us on Twitter at MLabPodcast. Podcast.